0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello and welcome to episode three of the podcast. Uh, Thanks very much for listening and downloading Um, and uh, possibly subscribing to the show using iTunes. That's fantastic. In today's show, we're going to be talking about music, and uh, I'm going to talk to my mum about the Beatles, because she was a big Beatles fan in the 1960s. I'm also going to respond to a couple of emails that I've had, and then in the last part of the podcast, the language part, I'm going to talk about habits and habitual behaviour in the past. So things like used to and would and some other useful language. So stay tuned for that. Now, I've had an email from uh, Alessandro in Italy in response to the question that I asked at the end of the last podcast. That question was, uh, what kind of music is popular in your country at the moment? Is it Kind of English language music, or do you have uh, music that um, is just exclusive to your country? And Alessandro from Italy says that um, um, he still thinks that opera is the most um, famous Italian music. Of course, everyone knows opera. Uh, People like um, Luciano Pavarotti, Andrea Bocelli. Of course, that's the most famous Italian music. But also in Italy, uh, rock music is really popular. And they have all the English language bands, the ones that we have uh, obviously here as well. Things like the, you know, U2, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Coldplay, all these really big bands are popular in Italy as well. But also, there are lots of Italian rock bands that are really popular there but aren't very well known outside of Italy. And I think this is probably true in most countries. Um, I know it's true in Japan that there are big very successful bands that are just famous in that country and because the lyrics are not in English they're not famous in America or in the UK so it's probably um, a bit lazy um, in terms of sort of British people we don't listen to very much music that isn't in English we're probably missing out on quite a lot of good music. So thanks very much for your emails. I appreciate that very much. Remember, if you want to email me, you can. It's luketeacher at hotmail.com. And I love hearing from you. So send me your emails and all your comments and stuff. And um, I'll, I'll get back to you through the podcast. little bit of Beatles there that was drive my car from the Rubber Soul album and I'm playing that because the Beatles and Apple Corps which is their company and EMI Music have finally decided to re-release all of the Beatles studio albums in remastered form so they're all going to be digitally digitally remastered And uh, so that means you'll be able to listen to them and hear them sounding better than they've ever sounded before. Some of the albums that they released, particularly the early ones, were recorded in mono. uh, And there are CD versions of those albums in mono. But now they're going to be digitally remastered, so they'll sound really crystal clear and perfect. And they'll be all in stereo, which obviously makes the listening experience a lot better. Now, um, right, so with me here now is uh, my mum. Hello, Mum. Hello, Luke. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you.
0: Now, um, I thought that I'd talk to my mum today because she used to be, back in the 60s, a massive Beatles fan. Is that right?
1: That's right, yes.
0: Okay, so... um, Right, so I hope you don't mind if I ask you some questions. No, then. that's okay. Um, so, how did you first hear about the Beatles? Then, when you were
1: um, well, It's very hard to remember, but I can I have do have one memory of being on the school bus mm. and hearing two other girls talking about this group yeah. called the Beatles and looking at pictures of them and saying. Which is your favourite, and yeah. I think maybe that was the first time I heard of them. But I, I really can't remember the first, the actual first time.
0: Yeah. No. They, they were a really massively popular band, weren't they? They were. I mean, everyone was crazy about them. Um, so, you obviously heard about them from some from some friends, and then started and then to, started
1: to talk about them and look at pictures of them and listen to the music and. I didn't actually buy any records and of theirs until the second LP, LP, which was right. called With the Beatles, yeah. which my parents bought me because I didn't really have much money of my own That's in nice those of days. Them.
0: How old were you in those days? Uh,
1: I would have been about. 12 or 13 i 12 suppose or 13.
0: so you were the the target audience i really, suppose so about. yes um so why did you like them I mean, they were so popular but why why did you like them
1: Is oh it's very hard to explain why um they were they were just so unusual so different all the pop music we'd had up till then seemed to be mainly from america although mm. there were one or two english people like cliff richard and adam faye yeah um but they were just so different. I mean, the first time I ever saw a group, you know, with three guitars and drums. Yeah, yeah. And before, it was just a singer. They had something else about them, didn't they? They had oh, a kind yes. of
0: personality. Yeah. They had a good sense of humour. They were sort of they charismatic. Were,
1: they were from Liverpool, which, and so they had these wonderful Liverpool accents, which, um, are, of course, I didn't really know about in those days. i have never heard of another Liverpool. Pudlian, I don't think. Yeah. And they were very witty and very funny and very quick and just wonderful, really.
0: Oh, great. So uh, did you actually ever see them? Then? I did.
1: I saw them twice. I think the first time I saw them was 1963, I think, in Wolverhampton. Yeah. And then I saw them again in Birmingham the following year.
0: So they were, <coughs> uh, they were probably playing in a, in a theatre or something like that, right?
1: Um I can't remember where they were in Wolverhampton. It was probably a cinema or a theatre or somewhere yeah. like that. Um, and in Birmingham they were at the Odeon in New Street, which right. again was a cinema but it had a stage and so yeah. it could be used for concerts as well.
0: And so what what was the experience like? I mean, um yeah, what was it like actually seeing them? It, what was the what was the audience
1: like first? The audience all? was completely hysterical. Right. They were all Com- screaming and shouting. Yeah. And it was I remember the compare of the show, that's sort of the, the that's presenter. the man who did who introduced the acts. Yeah. Uh, when it got to the Beatles of course they were the last on the bill and yeah. he sort of stirred the audience up even more by no. saying do you want to see them do you want to see them and everyone was like yeah, yeah we want everybody them. was shouting and screaming yeah. and the curtain came up and we could see their feet and then we could see their legs and then we could see them and then the music started and it was all extremely exciting
0: there's there's lots of uh, video footage of the beatles concerts where they're playing and you can't really hear the band you can just hear all this ridiculous screaming
1: yes that's what it was like i I don't really think we could hear them properly at all.
0: Yeah. So it was just total madness, really. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I expect probably at the time, because it was the early 1960s, mm-hmm. young people didn't really have anything, you know, interesting like the Beatles. They just, I, I mean, I think, I might be wrong, but I think that life was kind of boring, right? Ah.
1: Oh, I never thought it was boring. It was just the way it was in those in days. Terms but it was very different from the way it is today. Yeah, there wasn't now,
0: now teenagers have just got so much, so many, you know, so much music, so many yeah. um, movies, and all kinds of things there to entertain. And it's so
1: much more accessible than it was in my mm. day. You had to actually go to the cinema or buy a record. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> there was
1: no downloading stuff from the internet. Yeah. Or or watching dvds or anything like mm, that
0: right so uh, which beetle was your favorite because everyone had a favorite beetle didn't they my you know?
1: favorite beetle was it was a toss-up between john yeah. and ringo okay i think mainly my favorite was john because he was so outrageous
0: right he was controversial wasn't he, he? was he, yeah okay so just the fact that he was controversial and outrageous that that's...
1: that. was mainly it yes okay. he was very witty and very funny yeah
0: yeah he was wasn't he yeah. um, and what about now is John still your favourite one now <laughs>
1: um, oh it's, I can't really think of it in those terms anymore really because I, I just I'm very fond of George now yeah I appreciate him more now than I did then I think
0: yeah okay so do you still listen to the Beatles these days
1: not very much no um, mm, why not I find it quite strange listening to them now mm. it just it's I don't know it's very hard to explain I, I, it just rem- reminds me of those days and I don't really want to go back and think about those days anymore I'd rather live here and now
0: right okay well thanks very much for talking to me
1: it's a pleasure yeah
0: um, alright well that's, that's it then. Well, okay. I think I might buy a couple of these new CDs okay. when they come out. Right. Because you know I'm a big fan. Yes. So, uh,
1: well, well I, m- I might listen to one or two of them yeah. if you buy them.
0: Yeah, you probably enjoy them. Mm. Okay, well, okay.
1: thanks very much. Okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Okay, so now it's time to do the language part of the podcast. This is where I teach you something. And uh, in the last episode, you heard my dad talking about his um, Easter experiences when he was a child. And so he was talking about things that he usually did, things that he did regularly or every year when he was a kid. So we're going to look at some language that he used and that you can use to talk about regular habits in the past. Now there are um some really common ways of doing this. The f- the the most common way is to use used to. You've probably studied that you 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 probably know about used to. Um so that's u um, s e d t o used to. Um so for example, uh, something my dad said was we used to paint our easter eggs different colors. Okay? Um Another example for me would be I used to live in Japan, right? Or I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore uh, because it's very bad for your health, right? I used to smoke, but then I gave up. So this is something really useful. Now you know. You may know about used to, and you may have studied it, but do you actually use it? Now the most this is very important. You might know about different kinds of grammar. You might have studied different bits of vocabulary. But the difference between um, a learner of English and a native speaker is that a native speaker uses all of this stuff. They actually use it regularly when they speak. They use a variety of different grammar and a variety of vocabulary. Okay? And used to is something that people use all the time when they're talking about the past when they're talking about things that they did regularly in the past, okay. Um, So you should use used to a lot. Uh, You might think that this isn't new language for you, but the most important thing is that you're actually using it, Okay. Um, Something I always tell people is it's um, it's, it's not important what you know, it's important what you do in English. So the important thing here is that you actually use something like used to. Okay, um, so just some other important points about used to. uh, Pronunciation. So obviously it should be I used to. So that's used to. Not used to. And not used to or used to. Um, I sometimes hear people saying used to or used to. But it's not that. It's used to. Used to. Also in negative or in question forms, it doesn't have a D. So that's when you write uh, used to in a negative, it doesn't have a D. So I didn't used to smoke, right? So it's without a D. So it's didn't, U-S-E-T-O, right? And it's the same in questions. Did you used to, for example? Um, now, used to is, is commonly confused with um, another Um, very similar structure and that is to be used to doing something for example I am used to living in London Okay, so you've got um, used to which is I used to live in London and be used to doing something I am used to doing something I am used to living in London so those forms are completely different right so um, I've told you about used to to talk about past habits Um, now let me tell you about to be used to doing something or I am used to doing something right which is totally different from just used to okay so um, okay let's see Um, so if you say I am used to doing something or I got used to doing something it means that before something was difficult or strange for you but now it's okay now you're, you're okay with it. You got accustomed to it. Okay. So for example, something that you might say, you might say, when I first moved to London, I thought it was very difficult to live here, but now I'm used to living here. Okay. Now I'm used to living here. So it could be now I understand the culture a bit more. I can speak better English. I remember that people drive on the left. So I'm used to living here now. So that is totally different from I used to live in London, which means that I lived in London in the past, but I don't live in London now. Okay, right. So another way of talking about um, a past habit, which is similar to used to, is the modal verb would. Now, would um, is usually when when it's used to talk about a past habit, we use would but in the contracted form, okay? So for example, you you may have heard my dad in the last uh, episode say something like this. We'd roll our Easter eggs down a hill and then we'd eat them at the bottom, okay? So um, this use of wood in the contracted form, for example, we'd eat them at the bottom or uh, we'd buy each other chocolate eggs every Christmas, not Christmas. What am I talking about? Not Christmas. Sorry. We'd buy each other chocolate eggs every Easter. Right. Um, This use of word is is very similar to used to. We use it to talk about things we did regularly in the past. Okay. For example, for me, uh, when I lived in Japan, I'd see businessmen asleep on the underground every day. Okay. I'd see businessmen asleep on the underground every day or. I'd sometimes get woken up by noisy motorbike gangs in the middle of the night, right? I'd s- sometimes get woken up by noisy motorbike gangs in the middle of the night. That's true actually. I used to um get woken up all the time by uh motorbike gangs because I lived in a, um I lived near Yokohama and sometimes in the summer there were these big motorcycle gangs that would ride around uh the city in the middle of the night and they were so loud. Um so for example, you know, I, I I used to wake up to the noise of these motorbikes, and I'd get up and I'd go out to uh I'd go out onto my balcony and I'd look down on the street and I'd see all these motorbikes riding past. It was quite frightening, because they were quite scary. Some of them had um samurai swords on their backs which was quite scary anyway anyway I was talking about wood so for example I'd sometimes get woken up by noisy motorbike gangs okay so try to use wood like that in the contracted form to talk about regular things that happened in the past now it's very similar to used to but it is different the only difference with used to is that we don't use um, we don't use would like this with state verbs. Okay. Now you've got state verbs and you've got action verbs. Action verbs are the most common ones. Um, action verbs all describe an action, right? For example, um, something that you do, rather than a kind of state or condition that you're in. So an action verb might be to go, to play, to eat, something like that. Okay right so we don't use okay that, that that's action verbs play go eat and so on now state verbs are not used to describe an action but they describe a situation or a state or a condition right these include verbs like live know like understand hate okay now we can't we don't use would in the contracted form to talk about past habits with state verbs okay so for example you can say i used to live in london right live is a state verb you can say i used to live in london but you can't say i'd live in london if you're talking about the past okay that's because live is a state verb so you can say when i lived in london i'd take the underground to school every day and I'd often go to the pub after school on a Friday. So you can say that because take is an action verb and go is an action verb. All right. So remember that you can only use um, uh, would contracted for past habits with action verbs and not state verbs. If you're interested in um, action verbs and state verbs and what the difference is, it's really simple. Just go to Google. Right. Go to the Google search engine and type state verbs. Have a look at the results and you'll see lots of grammar pages from, you know, Oxford um, University or something like that. And they'll show you lists of state verbs and action verbs and the differences between the two. OK, that's it. That's that's the end of the language section. Um, So, uh, yeah. I hope you found that useful don't forget you can email me questions if there's something you don't understand or if there's another question you have about language email me the email address is luke at hotmail.com and i will answer questions that you that you send me in the podcast now i might not be able to answer every question that is sent to me because i i get quite a few questions so if, if I don't answer the question that you sent me, I'm sorry, I'll try to answer all the questions that I get sent. But sometimes I can't answer them all. Um, Okay, so that's, that's the end of the podcast. Now I'm going to end with a final question. And the question this time um, is about skateboarding. Now it's about skateboarding because um, I was talking to my brother recently, and he loves skateboarding, right? He's, he's a, He's a skater. He skates a lot. And I was talking to him about it recently and I was thinking that I might interview him for the podcast in the future. So I might have an interview with with my brother James about skateboarding. But I'd like to ask you a question about skateboarding. What do you think? Is skateboarding popular in your country? right? And do you think skateboarding is vandalism or is it okay? Now, what does vandalism mean? Vandalism is when people damage public property. Okay, So what skateboarders do is they, they use public property um, for their skateboarding. So they do things like uh, they will ride on uh, on like a, a bench or they will ride on a handrail for their skating and it damages the bench and it damages the handrail and a lot of people in this country think that skateboarding is vandalism, that it damages public property. But a lot of people think it's kind of like an art form or a sport or something. So what do you think? Do you think skateboarding is vandalism or do you think it's okay? So that's the question. Um, That's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to email me, luketeacher at hotmail.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. So that's it. Cheers. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for downloading Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to email me Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription... You will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash info